And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100% and on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big Sean McCarthy. All right, we are back once again, the greatest MMA podcast in the world, in the universe. Let's just be honest about it. The weighing in show with myself, John McCarthy, and the man, the real punk. Josh Thompson, we have got a good fight coming up this week. We want to talk about the UFC card. UFC Vegas 16, I believe, is coming our way. You can catch us on YouTube, Google, Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all of those different platforms. Check us out. Give us the thumbs up, especially on the YouTube. If you want to give us a thumbs down, go away. We don't really care about you. (laughs) Just kidding. Give us the thumbs down. It's not going to hurt my feelings. I don't care. But we are here to inform you on what's the latest and what's going on in the incredibly cool world of combat sports because we talk about it all, Mr. Thompson. Yes, we do, man. And also this week, we're going to be doing weighing in. We'll be doing weighing in on the odds. So weighing in dot a, I'm sorry, not weighing in my I bookie. Say, that's not weighing in. That's no, my bookie. My bookie. My, <laughs> see, I should have had you do that today. See, you hit me with a little... MyBookie.ag or MyBookie.com. They'll both go to the same site. Go ahead and use the promo code Wayne in, and they will give you 50% of your initial deposit. So if you deposit in $1,000, they'll give you another $500 all the way up to $1,000. So uh, if you give $100, they give you another $50. And you're gambling with their money a little bit to say, I guess you could. So yeah, A little bit of their money. We're going to talk about the odds today. It's called um, weighing in on the odds. You like how I did that? Weighing in on that's the odds. That's pretty good. Yeah, nice. Pretty good, huh? That's what we call a segue. A segue. <laughs> nice little segue. Not the, not the kind that you're riding on that's got the little balance. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I probably yeah, wouldn't be that good too. on those. Especially oh, those are awesome. Age. I'd break a hip. Those are awesome. They're fun. I'd break a hip. <laughs> oh, I got to go tomorrow to get my knee looked at. My knee's been bugging me, man. Is oh. it? Old age is the mother. Yeah, I don't know. I I heard it probably about six months ago and it started, felt like it started getting better. And then I started grappling a little bit and then I heard it again. It just kind of popped and And then just weird. Remember last, our our last show, I was messing around with Tyler and we were grappling around a little bit and, uh, and I felt it move and shift a little bit. And I'm like, ah, no big deal. The next day I flew to Austin and was looking out at house. I was looking at houses in Austin and I like sat up in the hotel bed and my knee like did a really loud pop and shifted and moved. And I was like, Oh shit, what is that? And it didn't, it didn't hurt. It just scared me. You know what I mean? But then yeah. I got done. I actually, my knee actually felt a little bit better. It was stiff that morning. Cause the night, night before we were grappling around and, um, and it's feels okay, but it just feels a little weak in some areas. And so I got to get an MRI on it tomorrow. Tomorrow afternoon, see if I maybe need to get it. So you're saying you're scared? Yeah, I'm gonna get a little, yeah, bit a little of, worried. No, no, I'm not worried about the MRI. I mean, you're worried, not nah, about the MRI. You're worried about what it says. Yeah, I don't want to get <laughs> surgery. Uh, I thought I was done with all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, look, let's go. Let's jump right into waiting on the odds. Uh, pull up my bookie, please. There you go. There you go. There you go. So Mowgli is fighting. He just got put on the card. He's favored. At minus two twenty, Mowgli Benitez. Uh, he, I mean, what do you think against Justin James? You know, I, there, there's a couple that I look at on that card that I go, that's when you look at them, the odds and everything. Whoever's doing the odds for uh, my bookie, they're starting to get pretty smart on some of these odds. You're yeah. looking at them going, yeah, that's about where I would put that. But it, it's a tough one. I don't, I don't know. Mowgli's good. Yeah, you know, it's a, t- it's a tough fight to to pick. I don't know. It's um, it's one of those ones that I always look at when you have one like that. You, I kind of walk away from it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. And he just announced he was on the card like a week ago. I know. And so it's, I don't even know if it was a full week. There's a there's a couple on there that I look at that are. I mean, the odds are kind of crazy as far as the last thing that I saw. I, I looked at the odds that my bookie has on the um, Eveloff versus Landwehr fight. Mm-hmm. Moisar Eveloff and Nate Landsworth. And we've watched, you know, you, you take a look at uh, Nate Landsworth. This is a guy who he fought in the same organization as Eveloff in that it was M1 Challenge that he was going to. He's going to Russia. He's fighting all the same guys for the mm-hmm. most part. 
this guy does not get the credit for being the fighter he is. You know, his last fight was against Darren Elkins. Mm -hmm. And you know what a freaking gamer Elkins is. He yeah. is just a handful for anyone. He may not have, you know, what we call all of the skill in the world as far as, you know, God-given talent. He's obviously worked hard at, the, at what he uh, does because he's good at it. But the will behind Darren Elkins is insurmountable the guy will never quit never stop and you watch that fight that he had with uh landsworth landsworth's good and he's a huge underdog what's he's he's like plus 450 crazy yeah i and i'm not i i know i know that his opponent is unbeaten mm -hmm. but he's got a couple you know decision wins in his in his ufc uh appearances and stuff and this one could go either way. I'm not saying that I don't say that Evolov is not the favorite. He is, but at plus 450, yeah, I, you got to put 50 bucks or something on him, and you can make some good money there. And if if you lose it, it's one of those ones you go, ah, it was a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know me. Those are the yeah, kind of you, those are the kind of bets that tickle my my asshole. <laughs> so I like those ones. Because, I don't you know, want anything to do with that part of your ticklish. Oh, part, I but, got uh, you. I got you. Look, but for fifty bucks, a hundred bucks. I mean, look. I know. I know. It's like, oh man, you lose a hundred bucks. But I mean, the turnaround on the take home on that is worth it to me. So yeah. I, I start looking at those kind of odds. I don't normally bet on fights that are like you know minus one forty or plus one ten. I don't normally bet on those type of fights. Like even the Mowgli Benitez fight, even with uh, Mowgli's fight. I wouldn't bet on his opponent, not only because Mowgli's my teammate, but I wouldn't bet on him just because it's like plus 180. I bet 100, 180 bucks. I mean, and mm -hmm. just those bets don't interest me really at all. I want to win. You want the big payday. I want the big payday. I like, you know, that's, I think that's why horse races are more my ticket. But, <laughs> but for, as far as with MMA, man, because horse races, right? I mean, you bet the, you bet the second and third place horse, but, to, but to win and they come through, I mean, you're winning triple your money quadruple your money sometimes you can't be you can't be losing your money losing all of it <laughs> losing all of it <laughs> scroll down a little bit this is the fight that really interests me though was the keep going keep going to the main event there you go hermanson and, and vittori you really think that hermanson should be the underdog no I, that's i'm the, shocked by that see, but okay go, hold it stop go back go back one fight look at the co-main event yeah are you talking about wyman no, I'm talking about OSP versus Jamal Hill. Oh, it's not listed on here that way. There it is right there. That's the co-main event. Yeah. Look at the odds on that. Yeah. OSP is the underdog. Wow. Yeah, the length, the reach, the range, all that stuff. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I the, people are biding in the hype these days. Vittori shouldn't be, I feel like Vittori shouldn't be favored and I feel like Hill shouldn't be favored. Well, I, I look at, you know, Marvin Vittori is an, in, he's an interesting fighter when you look at him because he doesn't get the credit that he actually deserves mm -hmm. for being, he's a tough dude yeah, and he's he a good fighter. And he, uh, if you go back and you look, his fight against Adesanya, mm -hmm. he's the closest that anyone has come besides Kelvin Gastelum and that was a five round fight compared to a three round fight. But it was a split decision victory for Adesanya. It was a close fight. It was a good fight. Not saying that I thought I thought that Adesanya won it, but you know, Vittori gave him a good fight, and he's given everyone a good fight. He's a handful for everyone, but Hermanson is—he's just fought overall better opponents. I—I I realize that Vittori's got that fight against Izzy, but you look at just the lineup, and you know, the last one was. Hermanson, he tapped out freaking Kelvin Gastelum. Yeah. That is that is not something you just do. It was do. quick. Yeah, it was real quick. And yeah. it was like, mm, scary because Hermanson, for a guy that, that claims he's a white belt, that dude's got some submissions. He's some, you, know, you remember when he submitted David Branch? I don't know what you just said there. <laughs> do you remember when he submitted David Branch? Yes. You know, David Branch, a black belt out of Henzo Gracie's, yeah. and he caught him in a, it was an arm in guillotine, but it was across a different way and just tight as hell. And you look and you go, that that guy's got, he's, he can pull submissions off from any position. That's always a dangerous guy. And I look at that. He's the more dangerous individual. I think stand-up wise, they're close. I'll, I'll give that. I think Vittori's better in the stand-up, but if it hits the ground, I think that Hermanson's a lot more dangerous. Mm. And so 
being he's the underdog, yeah, that's the direction I would go. Yeah, you don't win much though. That's the problem. no, but you know what? When you're talking main events, when you're talking main events, that's the way it actually should be. Yeah, that's true. This is true. Uh, I mean, I would probably go back up to the Ovid St. Pru. I'd probably bet on that fight. If I mean, like, I know it's still close. It's uh, plus one forty, but I mean, you win forty bucks, and I think, I think Ovitz, just the size of him, the people, they not only the size, the the experience. Yeah, you know, going into that fight, not nothing against Jamal. Jamal's a good fighter. I've watched him since mm-hmm. he was on the Dana White. He's tough. He doesn't have the experience. You know, OSP's been in there with the very best, and he's fought, you know, well against those guys. Yeah, you might have yeah, just talked me into you might have just talked me into betting on that fight. There you go. That's what I'm I here for, go. baby. <laughs> I might have to do that. He's plus one forty, and then uh, he'll minus one seventy. I mean, if I put a hundred bucks down, I win forty bucks. But I mean, I might go more than that just because I'm going based off not just the experience, but the only thing that concerns me with with uh, Ovitz is some days he shows up and some days yep. he doesn't. That is exactly the whole thing when you're looking at sometimes, man. Sometimes he's a world beater, and sometimes he just looks like I don't even care about being. Yeah, there. it's just you, you know, know, it's like all it's like when he does throw, everything works and lands. He just doesn't throw enough. Yep. You know, we've talked about guys that have fought that way. I'm like, what are you doing, man? You're so good. Keep doing what you're doing. Just throw. Have yeah, confidence is. in what you're doing. He's um, so athletic, and yeah. you know, obviously he's got his go-to submission. If the fight goes to the ground and you grab his head, you're a fool. Yeah. <laughs> Don't grab his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna go for the Von Flu or the or whatever. the Saint Pru, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I I like those odds. I would take the Ovitz fight probably if you want to make you know forty bucks or whatever, maybe a little bit, you know bet less if you want to. <clears throat> but uh, I I like that type of return. I'd like a little bit more, obviously. But uh, <laughs> I think everybody would. Anyways, but yeah, that, that those I guess that's those are our odds weighing in on these odds here. Go back down to the uh, main event, please. You have Gabriel. You've got, you got Matt Wyman. Matt Wyman, uh, plus 315. Seems about right, though, for Jordan Levitt. That's about right. Yeah. Yep. I mean, how long was he out? He was out for a while. I, again, he, four, you figure four, Matt Wyman. Four or five years, maybe even longer than that, right? Five. Matt Wyman started back in the UFC at UFC 60. Jeez, Matt Hughes versus Hoist Gracie. So wow, L.A. at the at the L.A. St- at the Staples Center. Yeah, I was there for that event. Yeah, I was there for that event. Crazy man, crazy. Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. the odds on What's the odds on the Santos versus De La Rosa though? Uh, all the way, I think it's up. Should be somewhere on the main card. I believe. There it is. De La Rosa is plus 170. Santos is minus 210. Yeah. See, and I look at that one. Santos has got a great record. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I believe her one loss is it's a uh, decision loss, but it's against someone that De La Rosa has beaten. And so that it's a close fight. You might yeah. want to look at that and say that's a fight that, you know, you might want to go with De La Rosa on that. She can fight. She's good. You know, I know she's got some losses, but you look at her losses and who she's fought against. She's fought against people like Mackenzie Dern. You know, she's got a loss there. Cynthia Cavillo. You know, it's she hasn't lost to people that you look and go, oh, she shouldn't have lost to that person. Yeah. You know, and then she was in the uh, the Ultimate Fighters where she uh, she did well. She, I know she won a fight in there. That that's exhibition stuff, but she's a good fighter and she's getting better. So yeah, she's tough. I don't know. Saldos look pretty good against Molly McCann, though. Meatball Molly. I love Meatball Molly. She's like she's one of my sweetheart. favorites. Not only is she a sweetheart, she just, I love the energy she brings. She's just so fun. We've had her at a couple of our Bellator events because she works with um, Leah McCourt, their training partners and their friends and stuff. But she's an absolute doll. She's just so fun to be around the energy, the smile, the laugh. Like just watch her walk around the, the hotel lobby, you know, just talking to everybody. She, it's, it's it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> like she's always laughing and smiling. Um, all right, all right. Well, hey, that's our odds uh, for for mybookie.com or mybookie.ag. Go there, use the promo code Wayne in, and they'll give you another fifty uh, percent on whatever you deposit, all the way up to a thousand dollars. So if you you can deposit up to a thousand dollars, they'll give you another five hundred dollars to add on to your uh, to your gambling. It goes uh, all the way down, all the way up. Enjoy. And all, all we request is that if you use this information and you win, 
send 20% to the weighing in <laughs> podcast just as oh, I'm sorry. Just 20, kidding. 25%. <laughs> oh man, look at you bumping it up. Already. I, was going to, I was going a heavy 20%. On no, I said, I like to make money. Let's go, baby. Let's go. All right. Well, let's talk now, now that we've got past the, uh, the odds. Let's talk about the actual car. Well, what, what do you think is the fight that you're looking, you're looking forward to? Well, the, now that I know that Mowgli's on it, that's the one I'm looking forward to. That's because you know him. That, I know. That's cheating. I know, I know. It's cheating. Let me ask you this. Is is Gian, uh, is Volante fighting at heavyweight? I'm not sure if who, that is a heavyweight can, fight or can not. Can you pull up Jake? I don't even know who Jake uh, Collier is. Collier. Is it heavyweight? Let me see. It is, Jake I believe, Collier. at heavyweight. Is it? It's at heavyweight. Because I think that's all Gian's going to fight at now. Yeah, that's fact, what he was saying before, but I mean, yep. he, didn't, he didn't have a great performance his last fight. Well, he had a pretty good performance. He just kind of ran out of gas. And then he, it's at heavyweight. Is it? I guarantee it's at heavyweight. All right. Everyone I mean, proved me wrong. Yeah, he it's looked, at heavyweight. He looked, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I just, I, I hate to see guys that used to look like they were in shape and, you know, and then now just not the same. Okay, I want to stop. Stop, stop. I want you to know, I am getting personal texts from people, great people, great fighters saying, hey, what's this that you're saying? I'm looking soft. I'm out of shape. I'm looking flabby. Anthony Smith. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Anthony texted me after and I'm like, dude, that wasn't me. That was Josh. But and I started going and we, we, had, a long, we had a long talk. But he just didn't funny. look his normal. Like, look, I didn't say he didn't perform well. Oh, he performed great. He performed great. The simple yeah. fact of the matter is he didn't look as cut up as he normally does. And that doesn't always mean that you're going to have a bad performance. You know, I mean, look at guys that like Paul Bonatello and made his whole career off of being a chubby little fat guy. No, you look know? at Fedor. Fedor as well. Fedor, DC. King of the dad bod. DC as well. I mean, like. DC. Another these guys king are, of the dad bod. Doesn't mean that they're not athletic. Doesn't mean they're not. They don't have a good fight IQ. I think Anthony Smith, I mean, he just, he didn't look him, he didn't look as ripped as he normally does. And so I put that in my mind when I was watching him get ready to watch him fight. I'm like, all right. Yeah, he, he talked had, about it. Yeah, he hasn't had a couple good performances. And then now he coming, he's coming in not looking as lean as he normally does. But like I said, does, the two of them don't go hand in hand. Like just, no, I've they do seen not. a ton of guys. Who's the guy that, who's the one that just lost because his shoulder got popped out um, this last fight? Oh, uh, Brandon Royval. Royval. He doesn't look like he's anything. He's 125 pounds. Yeah, Josh. but that's what you I'm saying. Have, you cannot have fat on 125 pounds. He doesn't look ripped, though. He doesn't <laughs> well, look ripped. ripped. He's, he doesn't look like a mighty lanky. mouse. He doesn't look like a mighty he's mouse. Long and lanky. He, you know, like he, but he has like that. He has that skinny fat look. Doesn't mean he's not good. But he <laughs> he fights his ass off. He's got great conditioning. And he's fucking fun to watch. You know, and that's what I'm saying. Like you can't tie the two things together just because I said Anthony Smith was looking a little softer doesn't mean that it's not going to perform better like sometimes when guys come in they're super ripped sometimes they overtrained sometimes yep. they have you know sometimes they've put so much effort out their body also they don't allow, they don't allow their body to fully recover during that week you know of the fight so anthony i got a lot of love for you man i got a lot of respect for you but if you're listening to this no I, yeah i did say you looked a little <laughs> a little soft okay but like I said, it doesn't mean that you're going to perform bad. I mean, actually, I was very impressed with your performance. It's just, you know, like, hey, when I'm getting ready to watch someone fight, I take in consideration how you've looked previously and how you look now walking out to the fight. He didn't look as ripped as he normally does, but he obviously performed at a better level. I mean, he performed beautifully in that fight. So I tip my hat to him. Good job, buddy. Um, yeah, stop, yeah. stop bugging John. <laughs> I, well, you know, I, we, we talked about his conditioning and stuff, and he said, "Look, I've, I've gone to different uh, strength and conditioning, different nutri nutritionists." He goes, and it's changing. He goes, but I can go forever now. Yeah. I'm feeling so much better, and it's like, man, that's all that counts. It, it ain't about the cover of the book; it's no. about the pages inside. And if you've got gas, and that's why he wanted the five round contest. You know, we you know kind of talked about yeah. that. Yeah, you know, you saying you wanted to go five rounds. He was ready to go five rounds. He yeah. got, I was in great shape. So he knows what he's doing. He got a great win on to the next. Yeah, that was that was my concern. Was funny. That was my concern when I saw him. I'm like, wait, and you're the one that asked for five rounds and you've been gassing out your last couple of fights. And then I saw you look a little soft. Like that was my concern. And but that that would be I mean, I was probably just the only person that was willing to say it. 
That was it. Like, and people can get mad at me all they want, but like, that's the reality of it. It's like, when you look at, I'm going based off of his last two performances where he got tired, you know, and he got tired and he lost. And then now I see him in his, this next, this last fight and he looked a little bit smoother and softer, didn't look his normal rip self. But I can say this too, when you also train so much and you lift more and you, and you put out and you put on the weight and you start to lean out and you get ripped. That doesn't, that doesn't always translate to muscle conditioning and cardio. It doesn't translate that way. You see those guys that are really big and buff? doesn't mean they can, they can fight five rounds. Actually, as a matter of fact, they can probably only fight for one minute of one round. Exactly. You know, and so th- the fact is, is that this is maybe it's a new him. And I think nutrition is the most, probably one of the most important parts, especially when you're doing your weight cut. And so I think if, if he's saying he's working with a new nutritionist and a new, and someone that's a, a new um, strength and conditioning coach. I mean, it looked great in that fight, but didn't go long. So I want to see it for a longer exactly. duration, a longer duration. But, um, but I, I'm excited to see where it leads him because he's not, he's not what he's not as ripped as he used to be. But that, like I said, it doesn't make a difference as long as he performs well. That's all that matters. Yeah, I could tell you, man. Back when, uh, if you remember Anthony fighting in Strikeforce, mm, yes, I do. He fought Hodger Gracie. I did that fight. And you talk about, you know, at the time, you know, obviously he was the same height, about six foot four, but he was 185. And you talk about lean and ripped. He was just ripped in that fight. And you look at him and you go, God damn, man, you are put together like a Greek god. I yeah. hate you. Yep. You know, <laughs> and it's, uh, it really, but it doesn't matter. You know, the, one of the, one of the greatest ones ever was Jeremy Horn, mm-hmm. you know, whose nickname was Gumby, who never had, you know, the physique or anything and he will tell you that the, the the fight that he worked the hardest for got in the best shape that he could get in did the right dieting because jeremy always ate crap mm-hmm. but you know tried to stick to a very regimented diet all the conditioning was his fight i think uh, ufc 54 against chuck liddell mm-hmm. and he goes he said and i was gassed mm-hmm. in that fight right away because i never felt worse in a fight he goes, I'll never do that again. Mm. <laughs> he went back to his own thing. He could fight forever. Yeah. So I mean, never know. Yeah. It really just comes down to what your body's used to as well. I mean, like, yep. like Paul Bonatello lived with me for years and I always found top ramen, like bucket things like and pushed under my, under my couch that were there for like probably a week. He always had Mexican red sauce all over it. I mean, he always had <laughs> tapatio or, you know, or Tabasco everywhere. I mean, didn't matter. Paper plates, glass plates, didn't matter. There was always food and plates. I mean, I remember one time I came home and I was missing half my silverware. I finally started looking around the house for it. I found it underneath the Paul's couch. I was eating it. There, I found it under the couch. There was like six plates under there under the couch. He just would push it underneath the couch instead of putting it in the sink. I'm like, what are you doing, man? so yeah i mean like like where'd all my silverware go so anyway so yeah it didn't matter though it didn't matter like there's certain people that can eat however well paul could eat paul could eat like that because he was gonna throw it up in the back before the fight because every fight that dude was puking running to the stall to throw up yeah but when dc right before dc fought i want to say big country Maybe it was before he fought uh, Josh Barnett. Anyways, it was it was I think it was either his first fight in the UFC or his last fight in Strike Force. I think it was when he fought uh, um, Josh Barnett in the finals of the Grand Prix. The bottom we were out at uh, Buffalo Bills watching watching one of the UFC fights, and and he's he's in there. It was literally two weeks, three weeks before. It, it was actually, no, it was the it was the Josh Barnett fight because I was getting ready for Gilbert Olendez and we're watching one of the UFC fights. I want to say Koss or somebody was fighting on the card. We went to go watch. And he's there with his girl, his, his wife now, his girl, and she's drinking a mojito. He's drinking water. And she's got like, you know, he's got, he orders a salad. She orders like, you know, the chicken wings and all the other stuff, right? He's eating her wings. He's drinking her mojito. He's three weeks before the fight. And I'm like, no, no, man, I'm good. I mean, I was very, very strict on my diet always, you know, just water only and no juice, nothing, you know, and I was eating, I ate a, you know, a chicken grilled salad, all that stuff. And, and this guy's eating whatever three weeks before he pays to be a heavyweight, but like he performed really well though. He always performed really well eating all that crap. Me, I noticed a huge difference when I didn't eat healthy. I, I noticed that I, my conditioning just never got to where it could have been. 
had I eaten uh, healthy. And when See, I started that's eating healthy, the, it was that's the better. difference between being a race car and a Ford F three fifty like Cormier is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely it's always good to be a diesel truck, baby. I always compared myself to a Ferrari. That's for sure. Yeah. Is yeah. that what you compared yeah. yourself to? Maybe, maybe a McLaren. I don't know. Could have been a Toyota MR2. No, or something. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's you not go. true. That's not true. All right, pull up the card for us, Gian. Um, look, I'm looking for I'm looking forward to Mowgli's fight. I like watching Gian fight. He's always a gamer. He's got to pull the trigger a little bit more. Conditioning is, is kind of a factor, I think, in the heavyweight division. It's kind of was a factor earlier too in his career. You know, he, he slows down as the fight goes on, but he just kept walking forward. Um, what fight are you looking forward to? Um, you know, honestly, I really I look at all of the fights that are there. I, I'm looking forward to the main event. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good main event. I really enjoy watching Hermanson fight. He's just fun. You never know what he's going to go after. But I'm really looking. The one that I was talking about that I was shocked about the odds is mm-hmm. Landwer against Evloff. That's a good fight. Those guys are both good. Now, I admit, I really love the stand-up that Evloff brings. He's really sharp. But it's going to be a good fight overall. I think that's a good fight. And I really like the Santos versus uh, De La Rosa fight. I mm-hmm. think that's going to be a fun fight, too. I think they're both going to get after it. Which Ovitz shows up? The one that beats him or the one that... Uh... I'm going with the one that beats him. Look, I, his last performance was... Eh. And it was one of those ones you look, you're, you're waiting for him to pull the trigger and he's not, he's not, he's not. Yeah. So I think, you know, he's, he's gone back and he, he tends to have those on off. You know, he has a good performance. He has a performance. You look and you go, it could have been better. And it's, it's always the, when you beat yourself is the ones that you got to look back and you're going to, you're going <clears> to <throat> really be upset with, you know, you can, you can fight someone that they're just better than you that night. That that's going to happen. Yeah, you know, and you can't be upset as long as you give your best performance that you can give. It's when you don't give the performance, you go back and you look and you say, "Man, I could have pulled the trigger there. I could have pulled the trigger there. I could have done more in this situation. I could, I could have, I could have done more, you know, on the ground. I could have, you know, pushed it more." That's what you don't want, and that's what I think. Sometimes you're getting out of OSP. Yeah, he's just got to go. I think if he goes, people underestimate how big and strong he is and how, how athletic he is. He's a, an enormous guy. Yeah. I mean, it's just big ass legs, like tree trunk legs. Yep. Big, big old ass. He's got a big ass. <laughs> it's so funny. You'll read like the comment sections on girls just commenting on just his ass. <laughs> it's so yeah. funny on Twitter. They're like, yeah, he's got, look at that ass. I was sort of laughing. He's just a big guy. Yeah, and an athletic guy. Yeah, yeah. Super athletic. He went to the University it's, of Tennessee, I believe, and played, played football. Played linebacker at the yeah. University of Tennessee. Played linebacker there. Played football. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, he is getting a little bit up in age, 37 years old. Two, I think this fight's coming up probably at 205, not a heavyweight, right? Because that's what Hill is, right? 205? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so 205. I mean, he went Which up to heavyweight. Right he went up to heavyweight a couple times, right? Well, Twice? he went up and he fought, he fought Rothwell. Yeah. You know, and... uh Went the distance with it, you know, and Ben's just a load and, and Ben's yeah. that come forward zombie where if you can't put him out, you know, he's going to wear on you just with his style and him leaning on you when he puts you against the cage. Yeah. I think that was just the effect of being in there with a guy that's not 265 when he walks in. He's 275 to 285 pounds, somewhere in between. So just a lot of weight difference for OSP. To deal with but you know he's he's been training with david taylor forever mm-hmm. and i'm i know that you know every now and then david gets on him and says hey we, we got to step this up and he always seems to react to him. he always seems mm-hmm. to come through so we'll see i think this is actually a good fight for him i'm again shocked that he's the underdog all right he might have talked me into betting on him <laughs> 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 gotta make some money all right. Yep, these houses ain't gonna pay for themselves, son. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, all right. Well, what else is there, John? You wanted to talk a little bit about uh, this uh, Jake Paul and Ben Askren bullshit. Think, well, first off, Jake Paul is calling out everyone, of course. And it's funny because then I, I see uh, you know people are talking, and it's the whole he called out Dylan Dennis and Conor McGregor, and you look and it's like, you know, stand still, Jake. You're not even a, yes, you're a professional 
boxer and the fact that you hold a professional license and you have uh, a 2-0 record, which is awesome, but you're really an amateur trying to learn how to box. Now, I'm, I'm not saying anything about the whole thing, but he was calling people out. That's what, you know, he can do that. But now Ben Askren is calling Jake Paul out and saying, we will fight either boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai, left way. He's going the full gamut. And I'm looking and I'm thinking, I don't think that Ben has gone back and watched any of his fights because stand up was never yeah. <laughs> that he won fights off of. And if you don't have the ability to take someone down because it's not in the rules, what is Ben thinking? I don't know. He's not. I, I don't know. I mean, look, I'm not a big Jake Paul fan. I just, I'm just not into this whole like YouTube uh, uh. fight thing. I mean, whatever. I mean, like, hey, I got to tip my hat to him a little bit, though, in terms of he is taking it serious. It seems yes, to be he's taking training. It I'll give him that. You yes. can tell that he's actually working at the craft. Yes. And to think like, oh, because a basketball player came in and, you know, he was an athlete and this, bro, these guys are cut, like fighters are cut from a different cloth. Like there is no, they're not flopping on the ground, you know, when they get elbowed in the back just a tiny bit or, you know, like they're they're not (laughs) basketball players. You guys make your career off that. All of you guys, you know, saying that people are floppers and soccer players are the same way. Oh my God. I can't even stand it. Basketball has gotten worse than soccer. Oh no. Yes. Oh no! No no! Basketball's worse. No. Yes. No. 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 Soccer is the king no. of the flop. Basketball is. Basketball. No. How do you Maybe. have guys that are seven feet tall? They get their <laughs> knees collide and they just then even collide. Like some what are you guys, talking about? They'll throw Soccer themselves on the ground. Walk up to them fast and they'll flop on the ground without there nah. ever being contact. I, I'm not saying this not, but these guys are also guys in soccer. Sometimes are like five eight, five ten. These guys are almost seven feet tall. They're like they act, they, they they can be knocked over so easily. It's ridiculous. They're yeah, it just drives me crazy to watch these guys, and they <laughs> they make a shitload of damn money. Jesus. And you think soccer players don't? No, they do. They do. Oh, okay, yes, they do. Yeah. But I feel I feel like the soccer players are more athletic. That's why I watch the ladies with the soccer. Oh God, come on, no, sorry. I, I not that soccer players are not athletic, but look, basketball players, they're athletes. They are athletic. That is body uh, control. Just they're oh, big. Everything is it just because they're big? No, is it's that not what makes just them athletic? Big. No, because they can being dunk big the makes ball. It, being big makes it harder to be athletic. Mm, I don't know. More things to move, more length, more yeah, difficult. I guess I can give you a little bit there. I don't know. I'm really just trying to pitch you an argument because <laughs> I played I played soccer. <laughs> That's yeah, why. Yeah. I'm uh, not saying soccer doesn't have athletes. They are. No, they are. But God, they're the worst floppers in the world. It makes they, they're not worse I, than basketball. I players. watch the ladies play soccer. They're good. They're tough. Yes, they and are. They, they don't flop. They, they fight for after. the ball all the way oh, to the goal. Awesome. So funny. Like they. Yeah, I wonder how many goals could have been scored had the guy just decided not to flop. <laughs> and just and and to, just can, go continued on to the goal because he, he was by himself after that, that. But instead, he threw himself on the ground. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Crazy. But I still think basketball players are worth watching. <laughs> you cannot yeah. stop. Yeah, I can't. It is just who you are. Look, so let's go back to Jake to Jake Paul and to Ben Askren. Ben, I love you, buddy. Stop. Stop. You're not a striker. Uh, I, I would give Dylan Dennis more of a chance of beating Jake Paul than you on the feet. <laughs> and then let's carry on into into Conor McGregor. It's much not even I, close. Yeah, it's not even close. I think Conor starches him. I mean, even though Jake Paul's a little bit bigger, right? I want to say Jake Paul's what one ninety. Yeah, Jake Paul's a bigger person, mm-hmm. but Jake Paul will hardly touch him. Yeah, he won't understand how to how that distance is being controlled. He won't understand, you know, how to counter what's what's happening. He's going to be in trouble. He 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 hasn't done it long enough. Yeah, it just becomes it becomes a chess game where you're always multiple moves behind, and it just keeps getting worse. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't want to put too much into the Mayweather Connor fight, but Connor was able to touch him a couple times. Oh yeah, you know, and maybe Mayweather was just taking it for granted, whatever it is. But he got caught. He got hit with some. He got hit with a good uppercut on one of those. I remember him call one of those in the second or third round. He hit him with some nice. He hit him with a couple nice pieces. Jake Paul is not going to have that same luxury. He's going. Well, get, the, he's going to get touched. There was a whole lot of uh, commentary or opinions about the Connor versus Mayweather fight. That oh, Mayweather carried him. 
No. What Mayweather did is he went in there feeling, I'll just feel him out and have some fun in the beginning. He got touched a couple times and went, whoa, he's got yeah. a little more snap than I fucking, I'm just going to wear his ass out. Yeah. And that's what he did. And that's, that's what makes Floyd Mayweather the smart fighter he is. And he did it well. And in the end, he's landing all the shots where Connor's landing nothing and just taking abuse. That's what makes him a great boxer, and that's why he won the fight. Yeah, with Mayweather, you saw him change his game plan. He started turning into a Mexican boxer where he's putting yeah. all the pressure, you know, and that, yep. that because he knew that Connor looked like he was getting a little bit tired, you know, and he couldn't go the full, what was it, 12 rounds? Couldn't go the full 12 rounds. So let's just make it what it is. Let's, let me put pressure on you. Let me make you more tired, and then I'll start piecing you and touch you. His technique was a lot better than, than Connor's when it came to the boxing oh, style. Not only that, it was in the beginning, Connor's length was giving him a little bit of difficulty. In so I'm going to crush, I'm going to crush that length. I'm going to become a different fighter than you expect. And as I come inside and now I take your length away, now let's see how you deal with it. Since I have a lot more experience and again, that's what makes him the guy that's the world champ and not the guy that's going to lose the fight. Yeah. Yeah. Jay Paul doesn't stand a chance against Connor. I don't give him. No. Yeah. I don't give him a chance. Oh, uh, yeah. I think that kind of squashes that whole deal with, with Ben. Ben, Ben, he ain't going to give Ben the fight either. Come on, Just man. to be honest, he ain't going to give Ben no. the fight. No. You know, he's got he's looking at Dylan because Dylan has a little bit more of a following, plus the story leads back to Connor. That's Does Dylan what, have more of a following than Ben now? I don't think so. Mm, I think so. Really? Even if he doesn't, it, it all Ben Naskin doesn't lead back to Connor. Dylan Danis does. Yes. And the whole Possibly. goal is to get to Connor Possibly. McGregor. Yeah. That's yeah. it. You know, and then after that, yeah, you're, you, you're trying to use Dylan as a stepping stone, yeah, to the ultimate goal that can make some money. But I give Dylan more of a chance of beating Jake Paul than I than I do Ben Askren. <laughs> so do I. Oh man, just, look, there, there, there's been and and these are both guys I've loved as MMA fighters in yeah. the fact that they're so good at what they do. Ben Askren, people can say whatever they want, man. His wrestling made him incredible as far as not everyone can take that wrestling and shift it into MMA and be so successful. And he did. And he was fantastic for a long time until, you know, age and injuries got to him. Him and Jake Shields were two guys in MMA, man. Look at, they beat guys that you looked and said, man, they're not going to beat that guy. And then they just control them, you know, just put on a performance you know not an exciting performance i'm not going to say but a really solid performance but both of them had two of the worst stand-up games yeah ever from top flight mma competitors there was you it, you it was almost you would sit there and cringe as things would happen but they would they would make you know they would make it work for them so but the it was always the possibility of either the takedown or being in a position where that person was on top of you grappling that made other guys hold back in their stand-up where that wouldn't happen yeah. in a boxing match. Yeah, I mean, so. you got you to gotta look. With Jake Shields, he he did quite a bit of damage to George St. Pierre on the feet. He did. That little, he did. That, that little same leg body side liver kick that he, do, he uses leads right into his jab and then his jab into the body kick and with the right hand after. And nothing's hard, but it just touches and, you and touches you. And, and he went five you. rounds with George. Yep. You know? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean. Like, sometimes the he shit is He went five rounds with Dan Henderson after Dan Henderson killed him in the first round oh, and geez. ran out of gas. He mounted Dan four nope. rounds in a row. I didn't stop the fight. No. <laughs> he's, he's hitting him with everything he has. And it's like, and you're not hurting was, him. Oops, oops. Yeah, you're not hurt. Yeah, I trained with Jake for years, man. I was like, Jake, come on, buddy. Oh, man. Love it. Great guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but like, he also fought Robbie Lawler. Oh. was able to sub, I think he subbed Robbie Lawler with the army guillotine. Yeah, the guillotine choke. Yeah. But he had to take some shots to get in there. How many guys? Close. Yeah, a lot of those guys. Um. All right. Well, hey, what else is there? What other news is there? Pull up something for us. Let's go, Leon Gion. Edwards. Leon Edwards, COVID-19. Out of yeah, the fight with Chimeyev. First off, it was Chimeyev who was the guy that supposedly had COVID. Then his yeah. his team goes, no, 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 no. Right? No, it's Leon Edwards. I want, Maybe both of them did. Who knows? But definitely Leon, that fight's off. But it's it's they're just going to move it back, and that's fine. Yeah. 
They're fucking sticking it to him. (laughs) 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 Fucking poor Leon, man. I love Leon, dude. He's such a nice guy. Shit, they're they're fucking him. You think so? Yeah. You think so? They're fucking him. There's no reason for him. There's no reason for him to fight Chimaev. Like, give him somebody. Give him one of the top three guys, not Chimaev. What a slap in the fucking face. If I was Leon, man, I'd fight one or two more times. However many you have left on your contract, get the fuck out. They're never going to make you a champion. They're never going to let you fight for the title. They're trying to get you beat, son. It's over. You beat Chimaev, they ain't going to give you a title shot. He's not even, what is he ranked? Like, he's not even ranked, is he? About 15, 14, 12? Where's no, Chimaev in the 170 pound? He might, I think he's, what, 13 now? 15. 15. 15. 15. Come on. Yeah. You're fighting Chimaev. Like, if he doesn't look good, nope, not ready for a title, obviously. Oh, yeah. Well, they, we already said there's there's really not an upside for him. He's, no. He's stuck. Unless he makes him look bad, which he's not going to do because Chimaev's good. Yeah, he's tough. Yeah. Yeah, he, he can he can. It's he can not help. only his wrestling. His stand-up is good. Yeah. I've watched him went before he came into the UFC. His stand-up is good. You know, he has gone against very good stand-up fighters that he wasn't able to take down and just said, okay, we're going to do it this way. And very, very competitive, very tough at it. He's good. Yeah, He's just good all the way around. It's just going to come. I mean, why do they give, why, why wouldn't they give Chimaev somebody else, man? Give him, give him a. Well, I was surprised yeah. that Neil Magny was asking for I that know. fight. Yeah, he actually asked for it again when he found out that Leon had COVID. He said, oh, I'll be ready. Yeah. I'm ready for that. They do not want to put Chimaev against Neil Magny. And I kind of understand why. I look at it, hey, I'm just, you know, styles make fights. Neil Magny is not that guy that's the better wrestler. He does have the better submission game. I don't care what anyone says. Neil Magny's submission game is good. He is solid. And his stand-up is not powerful, but it's volume-based. And he can take a good shot. He's survived a lot of times when he's taken big shots and just hung in there in the fight and worn his opponent out. Go back to the Hector Lombard fight. You want to see a fight, watch Neil Magny in that one. The first round, he gets clipped in that thing. And Neil is in trouble. Hector Lombard is all over him. It's a 10-8 round for Hector Lombard, but he gets exhausted. And in the next round, (laughs) Neil just turns it on him and just, I mean, 10-8 round that way, 10-7 the next round. Jeez. Incredible as far as, you know, just an incredible, incredibly tough dude to fight. So I can understand why they're going, eh, if we're trying to build Shemayev, that might not be the right fight for him. I mean, Leon Leon just, there's a no-win situation. Even if he starches him, gets him out of there, it's still a no-win. He's supposed to do that. If he's, well, yeah, it's not, it's not going to bump him up in any fashion. No, he's already, he should already be at the top. Yeah. I mean, there's no one. I don't think there should be anybody ahead of him, really. Who else would be ahead of him? Go back to the rankings, John. Yeah, Colby should be right there. Yeah, Gilbert. I guess Gilbert. Yeah, Gilbert Leon, should be right Gilbert. there. But I mean, I'd like to see Leon and Gilbert. That'd be a good fight. I'd like to see Colby and Gilbert. <laughs> Colby <laughs> has a stand. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It, oh, jeez. Oh shit. Gilbert's Colby, Colby doesn't want to take him down. No way. You don't At least not in the beginning or until he's got a lot of sweat on him. Yeah. I mean, but Gilbert doesn't slow down a whole lot, though, either. Yeah. I mean, that'd be a fun fight. If we were to break yeah. down that, that's what we got to do, John. We got to do that here soon. Let's just go through every weight class and just break them all down. Who should be fighting who? I like that. I like that Gilbert Burns-Colby Covington fight. And I'm surprised they haven't made Leon and Mazadal yet. Doesn't make any I, sense. That's that's the one that I thought was going to happen because yeah. it has you got a backstory with it. Yeah, it's, it's set up for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, Damian. I mean, Michael Chiesa and Stephen Thompson might be a good fight. Well, Stephen Thompson's got um, who's it? He's got Jeff coming up. Jeff. Oh Neal? Yeah, yeah, Jeff Neal. Not not it's not Neal, right? It's uh, how do you say his last name? Is it Neal or Neal? Where are you going with this, buddy? I was, Come I on. was thinking it was Neil. No, not him. I could be wrong. Yeah, it's is it Neil or is it Neil? I thought N E A F, isn't it? Neil, Neil, maybe it's Neil. Go back to the rankings. I don't know. That's a good fight. Right there. Yeah, it is Neil. Sorry, that's what I thought. 
G- I was thinking Jeff. It's G E O F F. G E O F F. Yeah, that's why I was thinking yeah. F at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. That was it, though. Yeah, Neil Magny, uh, he needs to get a fight in there as well. I don't know. I, I, Damian Maya might be done or maybe one or two more, but I don't think he's going to fight much longer. How you about know? Kiesa against Neil Magny? Boom. Yeah, that's a good that. fight. That'd be good. Kiesa's big, too. He's a big guy. So is Neil Magny. Yeah, he's or tall. He's tall. tall. He's both tall. But yeah. at least Kiesa is now fighting at 170 where he belongs instead of killing himself to try to get to 55. What about Kiesa and T. Wood? T. Wood's <laughs> done, man. Yeah, I'm just telling he, you. He doesn't want to fight anymore. Huh? Interesting. All right, pull up some other headlines. There was one more that I saw you pull up. <laughs> Korean Zombie calls out Zabit. That's a tough one. So look, so uh, Zaire pulls out of the fight due to injury, apparently. Uh, Mark Henry goes on social media and says, shocking that he would pull out again. <laughs> I love Mark Henry. <laughs> Come on, you got to love Mark. I love man. Mark Henry. Look, hey, my, my, he, it's not, that is not his normal personality. No, it's not at all. To say anything. No. So you know what he's thinking by, <laughs> he says it. Yeah. No, he's going, oh, I'm tired of this bullshit. Yeah, he <laughs> doesn't want to fight Zabit. Zaire does not want to fight Zabit. I, I don't understand. I And Zabit's he just losing time waiting for that fight to happen. And the UFC keeps coddling Zaire. I okay, just, but I don't know if they're coddling him or not. I, uh, it's, well, so, I think he's, a, I think he's a pain in the ass to deal with is what I think I think he that's is. exactly part of he's not the easiest to deal with, more yeah. difficult than others. And for whatever reason, he doesn't want that fight. And for whatever reasons, and we know what those are, the UFC does. And so they're yeah. going to just keep on giving him that fight. But the yeah. problem I really look at is not him. I feel bad for Zabit. Yeah. You yeah. know, he, he's stuck in this. Well, I'm the guy that, you know, you want to fight him and he doesn't want to fight. So he keeps on saying, oh, yeah, I got to change the date. I'm injured or whatever it's going to be. We really don't know. But, you know, when... uh Dana came out saying uh, he's probably not going to fight for a while. What does that mean? Zaire? Yeah. Oh, man. He's just... Uh, not Zaire. Yair. Sorry, Yair. Yair. I was saying Zabit and Zaire. Well, Zabit, you're just mixing them up. They're brothers now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're pretty much joined at the hip, but just can never fight. It's yeah. getting a little annoying. Um, I, look, I've, I've been against Yair from, the, from when he left. And try to play hardball, and then they just were like, you know what, we're done with you. And then he went groveling back. I mean, like, yep, just show some balls, man. Like that, that to me. And then now with this whole thing, like, yeah, you're, you're gonna fight Zabit, and he's pulled out what two or three times since then. This whole thing is, he just doesn't want to fight him. You know, if you can't, you can't make a fighter want to fight. That's it. Nope. You know, if you don't want to, I, I would get it if if Zabit was like ranked 15 and Yair was like number four. That's not the case, though. The case is no. the beats ranked higher. They're right by, there. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're three and four. Yeah. You got to just have them fight. That's like you're going to you're going to have to fight him eventually. Let's say the beat becomes champion. You are have to fight him eventually, buddy. Yeah. You want to get there. Um, I don't know. Korean zombies all four fighting to beat. I like that. He's a gamer. Well, come on. Zombie. Korean zombie fights anybody. Fight anybody. I wouldn't mind seeing the Calvin uh, Qatar fight again. Calvin Cater fight. Oh. Against Zabit? Zabit, yeah. Because remember, they fought them before, right? I would like to see it in a five-round fight. Yeah, that was a three-round fight before, right? And Zabit was getting tired towards the end of the third. Yes, he was. The fight was changing. And we've seen those, but, you know, in the past with a lot of other ones that it then we've seen that same matchup in the five-round fight. And it really, you know, it didn't really change the outcome of it and stuff. And it might not in this, but, you know, Calvin seems to be a guy that, you know, conditioning is big with him and he holds the pace and so Zabit's going to have to figure out a way to either control the pace so he doesn't get in that position where he starts to get tired mm-hmm. or figure out a way to get in better shape yeah i'm surprised that they haven't had him fight somebody though Zabit have him fight somebody oh, like brian ortega or max holloway or like he really hasn't fought outside i of- would love so you talk about max holloway mm-hmm. the beat mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, that's a fight right there. You know, yeah, why not Brian Ortega? Though? 
That's why Brian Ortega is fighting Volkanovski. Why would oh, he? Oh, okay, Sabine? okay, okay, okay. I didn't know. I, I didn't know they announced that. Well, that they it was it was the whoever won between the Korean Zombie and or, and Ortega. They were getting the automatic against Volkanovski, and Volkanovski was all, "Yep, it's about time. I know which direction I'm going after the fight." Good deal. So supposedly that fight is going to be coming our way, but I don't know if there's anything official. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like with the inactivity of you, you're just dropping, man. Drop him down to like, I don't know, seven or eight. Get him like, or do what they did with uh, with Leon Edwards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just take him out of the rankings altogether. You're not ranked. We don't have to give you anybody now. We'll give you unranked fighters until you're ready to fight. It it, it does. I think as a promoter, look, look. You guys can say I'm being harsh with them, but you have to look at it from a promoter's point of view. And I'm never, I'm not obviously not one to always favor the Dana White and the UFC promotion type thing. But look, it's true. They are a business. They are trying to make money. They are trying to build these fighters and they've spent millions of dollars trying to, trying to build Yair Rodriguez. And the problem is, is every time you get to this guy named Zabit, you decide that you're injured, you're hurt, you don't want to fight, or you're willing to take time off. And as a promotion, you've got to be thinking to yourself, you really just want to handpick your guys. And you want to, I mean. Can't do it. Yeah, you can't do that. And I wonder well, and how. As, as the promotion, how many times have we talked about, as a promoter, you do not want to have a guy in a place that is, you know, high in your rankings, one of your better fighters that you go, oh, I can't put that guy against yeah. him. I can't put that. You can't have that. Yep. You have got to have it to where. You have guys that are killers. They'll fight anybody. So now, now you have what you need. Let, let's, let's, okay, look, I got trashed on last week because everyone's like, when I was talking about, it looked like a low level show and everyone's like, yeah, but like, what are you talking about? Like you're, com have you not seen a Bellator card? Oh, I, you be that, you know, no, 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 no let's, let, let, let me, let me finish. I'm going to give this to you guys. Look, let's just say you guys all everyone on social media likes to comment on how the Bellator cards are Bellator since the, since these events, since the COVID situation has happened, the cards have gotten a lot better and the fighters have been fighting each other in terms of the higher ranked guys have now started fighting the higher ranked guys. And I can understand where people would get that same John, you can relate. You can understand this as well. Yeah. We did catch flack MVP fighting guys that weren't supposed to be like in the weren't good. But guess what? All those guys all had winning records. Like what the kid that he beat in Italy in like, I don't know. Yeah, first but that's round. not. I understand. You got to go. It is not his fault. It's not. And it's not the promotion because they put the promotion put a good fighter with a very good record in against him. Yeah. And he gets hurt. And then they're stuck. No, no. I, all of a sudden, I, I do. got to put find someone. So, you know, that's when you're stuck. No, I understand what you're saying. I do understand what you're saying. But. Last week, the, you, look, Bellator. We have been, we have, we have been guilty of doing stuff like that before. Not just Bellator, Strike Force did it a little bit as well. Absolutely. And so we, I understand all promotions have done that. Yes, all like, like CM Punk and all these, like they've given guys easy fights. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, what's the other one? The other one with the crazy, with the spiky hair, sister fights also in one. Not Paige, um, Sage. Is this, what's his name? Oh, Northcut. Northcut. There you go, Page. <laughs> well, Sage. Page, Sage, same. Page. So I mean, look, they they get the promotions do that. They try to give their fighters the person, someone they're trying to build. They try to build them up, but then eventually, when they get to the top, they've got to fight the best guys, and that's kind of where they're at right now. Bellator's going through the same situation right now with MVP. Look, he's fought good guys. He's made them look bad, but the bottom line is now it's time for him to start fighting the um. The top guys. I mean, he's already fought Lima. He lost to Lima, but he's got to fight. You know, he's got to start Lorenz fighting Larkin. Lorenz Larkin, the Logan Storleys, Korshkovs. He's got to start fighting those Yaroslav, guys. Yaroslav Amosov. He's got to start fighting all those guys because look, this the time has come now. Look, we've we've exhausted ourselves on building you up. You're built up. Now it's yep. time for you to start fighting these guys here at the the top five positions. But you know? he's never been the guy that has turned anyone down. No, he hasn't. No. Nope. So, he hasn't. It's not him. But he's, you know, but he's I'm willing saying, to fight anybody. What I'm getting to is the point is is that that as much as I want to give a hard time to the guys in the UFC, I'm giving the hard time as well to our guys in Bellator. Our guys also too sometimes need to. They're not, they're not turning down fights. 
They're just, we just got to make sure that they're continuing to fight the better guys. And what I like right now is there's a lot of talk with Bellator about them starting their ranking system now. So then every, every fan at home now can actually sit on the website and go, Hey, why isn't this guy fighting this guy? How come he's fighting this guy? So then the injuries, when the injuries come up, like when he, when MVP fought the guy in Italy, he was 11. I want to say he was 11 or 11 or 12 and two, 13 and two, I yeah, think 13, 13 and two, and you know? And so he, he was also a last minute replacement. I want to say he was supposed to fight who? Derek Anderson, I think. Yep. Yes, he was supposed to fight Derek Anderson. Da- Derek Anderson got hurt. He ended up fighting um the other guy. The other guy was 13 and 2. Had a good record. Just MVP made him look bad. Yep. But now with the ranking system supposedly being set up and trying to put the ranking system in place, fans at home can go, "Hey, this guy's ranked here. This guy's ranked here. This guy's ranked here. Why is this guy who's ranked number 5? Why is he fighting this guy who's not even ranked?" That kind of, it'll start making more sense. It'll start making the fans understand like what they are doing and where the fighters are. I'm not, not I'm not going to knock either promotion for it, but I'm knocking, I'm going to knock Yair Rodriguez right now because he's done this several times all the way to the point of leaving the promotion. I mean, like basically being like being let go. Like, look, we're done. We're done dealing with you. We're done dealing with whatever it is you want to, you know, you're whining and crying about. <laughs> <laughs> you're Excuse laughing me. so I'm hard. Just laughing. I'm because, laughing under my breath because I'm thinking of Sean Shelby and Mick. Oh man, what the fuck do you want me to do anymore? Yeah, you there's know, nothing. There's stuck. not. It's not. And that's they're the stuck. thing is, as a promotion, as a promoter, when you get to those guys at the top, I think that's a little bit of why Dana had such a hard time with T Wood. Maybe he said he's just hard to deal with. You know, I mean, there's problems. If you're the champion, you don't want to fight that guy. Okay, well then, yeah. who do you want to he fight? Is, the next man, guy. If down. you're the champion. You've got to be willing to fight anybody. And that's there's the, nobody on that roster in your weight class that you will not put your name on that contract as long as the money is reasonable. Yep. Uh, maybe maybe not exactly what you want, but hey, it's good money, it's reasonable. You'll put your name on the contract. And here's the thing is I look at where Yair is, okay? And if I and I've said this for a, the longest time, because I was in that situation for a, a big majority of my career. When you're ranked in the top four or five or in the top eight or nine, I would say the top four or five, you really don't want to be fighting guys that are ranked number nine, 10, 11, and 12. And I can understand that because you're so close to a title shot. And I understand. That's why when I got I got offered the fight with Pettis, then Pettis got hurt. I said no. I was ranked number two. I'm not fighting anybody else but Benson Henderson or somebody ranked higher than me. It's just not going to happen. You know, and then I just beat Nate and I, I, and he just fought for the title. Why am I not getting a title shot? Or give me somebody else who's ranked higher. Who'd they give me? I took the Ben fight. As soon as they offered me Ben, I took it. You cannot, you have to always be trying to advance your position. And sure, it cost me, but there's no reason for him not to fight Zabit. Because he's already beaten Korean Zombie, which he was losing that fight up until the last split yep. second. Well, there's and a beautiful think, elbow at the end. Yeah, but I can understand why he doesn't want to fight anybody below. But he also needs to fight above. But I'm sorry, bud. Max Holloway, Brian Ortega, and Zabit. It doesn't get any easier. It doesn't get any harder than that. Like Zabit's probably the easier of the other two guys. I mean, I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, I styles styles make matchups. All of them. All of them are tough. They're all killers. That's exactly what you're there for. Exactly. So if you're thinking you're going to wait around for another, you're not going to get any higher up in the rankings or unless you're hoping for one of them to drop out and you can slide in. But the UFC, once you've They're backed gonna, out of this the fight, last, you'd be the last be the one. last choice that they would go to yep. to slide somebody in because they're looking saying, ah, you're, you're, you're a pain. And if you win that fight, you're going to be more of a pain as the champion. And then not only are you a pain as like, not only are you being a pain right now, but as time goes on, you're going to be developing more of a pain. How can I build you if you only fight once a year? <laughs> that's that's the thing. I cannot make yeah. you the champion. I cannot put you in a title shot if you fight once a year. Nobody cares anymore. Your mystique is gone. It's 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 over. Like you've already left the promotion because you don't want to fight to beat. Now you come back. You've got a win over zombie, and you haven't fought in a while. And now you're gonna. It's like. No one cares anymore. I, I honestly didn't even realize you were still ranked in the top 10 because you don't fight very often. And here's the thing. I know I'm going to get ragged on for sure. I like watching him fight. I love watching him fight. It's, it's things like this, though, is that you've pulled out of the fight so many times. Everyone's like, oh, he's just crying wolf. Like, he just keeps pulling out. He just keeps pulling out. It's like. No one's no one's going to care about you anymore, they, and that's the issue. Is as a promotion, and you got to look at it from the business side. You guys, as fans at home, look at it as the business side. 
You cannot, I cannot build someone who does not want to fight the top guys and who always pulls out of fights. If you always pull out of fights, I can't build you. I can't give you a title shot. He's never going to get there if he keeps doing what he's doing. I, I totally agree. They, you, and you got to look, the UFC, when they had him, you know, he came out of the uh, Ultimate Fighter and they pushed him. Yeah. They pushed him all the way. You know, when they gave him that BJ Penn fight, trust me, they knew who was going to win that fight and they yeah. were using BJ to give Yair that name of BJ Penn as a win on his record because they believed that Yair was going to beat him. So they, they did set him up into that position. And then when he got to that upper level, you got to continue on. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully it is that he really is getting injured. And if it's, if it is happening that way, you know, I'm sorry, but just, yeah. man, you're going to be better off just fighting. Is he reading his own headlines, John? He, I don't know. Did, don't after know. the BJ you know. fight, he started kind of being a little bit more of a, I want this, I want that. And, and that's kind of when all the drama started happening. Yeah. You know, I, it, I don't know him, his management well enough to really say it either way. I just know the way it looks. And yeah. when you have perception, perception can become reality, even if it's not true. But when people perceive that you are trying to, to keep yourself away from fighting somebody else, it becomes, whether it's true or not, it does become the truth with the fans. And it's just going to, it's going to ride with you and be part of that until you take that person on. You know, some guys just can't handle the pressure of being at the top. A middle well, of, that might be a little bit of it too. I mean, maybe he's struggling with the fact that like, look, I'm now ranked in the I'm ranked number 4. I've got Zabit and I've got Brian Ortega and I've got Max Holloway all right there above me. He may not be confident enough in himself to believe that he can beat those 3 or any of those 4 because of Volkanovski being champion. I mean, he may believe that. I mean, he may be going through that right now. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's overconfident. He just wants to wait and handpick his his opponents and and wait for one of those guys to fall out so he who's can. Who's he going to handpick? You can't handpick any of those guys. They're all they're all killers, man. And, and it it does not matter. In in the end, obviously, you can't predict the future. But if you're going to win, then you're going to fight one of those guys next. And if you win that one, you're going to fight one of those other guys after that. Yeah. It is, it's just the way this whole thing kind of works out. So instead of trying to pick your opponents or say, oh, I want this guy first, just you're going to be better off just saying, hey, I'll, as you line them up, I'll pick them off. Yeah. And that's all you can do. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I could think of is if Zabit, if he skips Zabit, somehow he's able to get the max fight. That's a fight he could potentially take. You know, because he's number one, that would that would mean that he could bypass the beat. That would be the only thing I could think. Well, of. and let's be where's Calvin Qatar on that list right now? Number six. Okay, so he's right below you. There's another dude. Yeah, it's it ain't getting easier even going down. No, Korean Zombie's number five. I mean, if you yeah. put him against Yair again, well, he, I would uh, say he probably I didn't, beats I didn't, him. I didn't pick you know Korean because they've already fought once. Yeah, that just shows that Yair will fight. You know, the very best because Korean zombies is freaking phenomenal. It's good. You know, so it's obviously not that he, you know, is afraid of fighting someone. I think it's just a matter of he's looking to be in control of the positioning of when he fights and who he fights when sometimes you're just better off man, just take it. Go. Yep. You know, three times a year. If you can do it three times a year and, you know, you're healthy, go. You know, like I said, that's going to push you. He's. I enjoy watching him fight. I actually I love watching him fight. He's fun to watch fight. It just the issue is, is that like by the time UFC as a promotion is not going to put you in a title shot if you are not active. Once every year and a half, but it's a year is not going to be enough for them to say, "Hey, let's throw him in there and expect to sell a bunch of pay per views." Because yep. here's the thing: him and Volkanovski, or him and Max Holloway, or him and Zabit. That's a pay per view type fight. I, I look at it, it could be a pay-per-view type fight. Should be a pay-per-view. All of them. Yes. And All that's, of them. But the fact is, I can't sell a pay-per-view if you don't fight more than once every 18 months or 16 months or 14 months or whatever it is. Because people start to forget about they you. They forget about you. They're like, oh, that Yair guy. Yeah, I can't remember. Did he, how did he win? Who fought? Like, 
Well, you, you'll always keep the hardcore. Hardcores are going to remember everybody. Yes, of course. Okay, they, it doesn't matter who they are. They're, you haven't fought in three years. They remember you, and you're, you're someone that, you know, they'll, they'll figure out where they think you belong. But the hardcores are a small minority. It's the average casual fans are the ones that they forget you fast. Yeah. They have to see you. They have to hear about you. And if they're not, you're out. Yep. So... Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, hopefully the changes, and, and I agree with Mark Henry. Mark, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hey, we're gonna wrap it up. So, what we want you guys to do is go to mybookie.ag or mybookie.com. Use the promo code Wayne in, and they will give you half of your initial deposit, all the way up to a thousand dollars. So, if you deposit a thousand dollars, give you five hundred bucks. That's fifteen hundred bucks. That's fifteen. Get yourself set. Get your bets in line, and let's see how well you do. And probably don't follow the advice of me and josh if you want to win follow john's <laughs> advice do not follow my advice because i just gamble that's why it's called gambling all right also go to pro wrestling tees.com slash weighing in okay and go there and you take out all the new uh t-shirts we put up a couple new ones man i like the terminator one a lot i could actually order that one for myself as well terminator one's good that one's pretty cool and then dave yeah. added a couple little like uh like uh, effects on it so it looks like yeah it's a little yeah the gunshots actually coming through the t-shirt that's pretty dope like that looks pretty dope and then use the promo code fight and you get another 20 percent off you you (laughs) wanted to say it i wanted to say fit like (laughs) podcast dave does gian doesn't really speak a whole lot of english so we're gonna just go ahead and say john what else do you have to say last thing we have to say here at the weighing in podcast everyone have a good day and see ya We'll